All too often, we're presented on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok with people who have a so-called passive online business, where they're in a hotel in Dubai or on a beach or a private jet while their Shopify account delivers them millions of dollars a year for doing nothing. Well, does passive income really exist? Something I asked my guest today, Mr. Jared Krauss, who buys online businesses and websites and coaches people how to do the same and could have a pretty good shot at living completely passively if he wanted to. This guy has a lot of knowledge that you want to know about if you love the internet. Here he is, Jared Krauss. This is Coaches to the Moon the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Welcome back to the Coaches to the Moon podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am jumping out of my seat with excitement right now because I'm here with a very old friend of mine, Mr. Jared Krause, who I've not seen in a very long time. So quick bit of context. Jared is an online business mentor, is his macro, but this guy, He's a surfer, he's a traveler. I believe he's still a vegan. Uh, he, he travels the world. He does, he's not anymore. He's not anymore. Not anymore, no. <laughs> he's not anymore. He was, he was. Uh, we, we have hung out all over the world together and uh, his main business, buying online businesses, Jared uh, helps people to really live more of a work smarter, not harder, passive income lifestyle by buying websites online. Jared, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. When you when you said, "Hey, let's do a podcast," I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like we get to catch up and chat business, which is what we love to do, right? Like it's it's awesome. It's gonna be great, hundred percent. And we make some content out of it. Everyone yeah. wins, and uh, it's a really um, it's just a beautiful way to catch up with people, you know, and to kind of make a reason to do it. None of us really make enough effort to hang out with people these days. It's very difficult. You're in Queensland. I'm in New South Wales. Mm. We wouldn't do it if we even if we're allowed to we, we're busy we've got different lifestyles this is awesome and congrats on your podcast man buying online businesses it's doing really well thanks man yeah it's i'm very thrilled with how it's just come together over the last few years we've i'm grateful to be honest i'm just grateful that there's that many people tuning in yeah well i, I think uh you know, you're going to have a significant downtick in listenership on this episode because uh, my podcast is nowhere near yours just yet. But it's about persistence, man. We yeah, are getting. It's, you got to start somewhere, man. Like I started with like my first episode with like no listeners. So, like, <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> well, it's like anything in life, right? Yeah. Like right. anything in life, you got to just stick with it, keep on going. And even when no one's listening or you're in the gym and getting no results or you're, trying to surf and you just keep falling over. You got to fucking get back up again and keep going, man. So yeah. I want to start off with a little bit of a story. So <laughs> I, think I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite stories and it's such a cool story uh, because it's so Love far that. out of my comfort zone where I, I rarely go. So the last time I saw, well, actually the last time I saw you was probably about three years ago when me and Greg Tyler met yeah. you and went out for falafels in Burley Heads at the pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we went skating. That was awesome. We did. We went skateboarding. I think yeah. you did some crazy like handstands or something like that. Yeah. You were a good handstander. Um, I saw you fall on your head off a boat in Hawaii trying to do a handstand. <laughs> that, yes. was, that was gnarly to watch. But um, the main story I want to get to is we were on a business trip 
in Hawaii together, in Kona in Hawaii, and there were manta rays galore, right? So these huge, like, two-metre-across manta rays, and the hotel was like, come to the manta ray tour. You can watch these manta rays at night, get the boats out there, shine the lights on them. But it was like, I don't know, $300, like American. It was ridiculous. And Jared goes, you can rent a snorkel for like 15 bucks at the gift shop. <laughs> Let's rent snorkels. I am a dive master. I'll take you out. And we we're like, at night, without, <laughs> no, without, <laughs> without the men, without the people. And you're like, yeah, yeah, follow me. So a gang of us, maybe like seven or eight of us, went and rented snorkels and fins. And it came to dusk and we all crept down the back of the hotel, jumped into this like bubbling, terrifying pit of watery death off some rock <laughs> following Jared's lead. And you led us around a headland, swimming out in the black of the night, confident <laughs> as anything, uh, out to essentially steal this manta ray tour. Yeah. And <laughs> there were people there who were decent swimmers people there who were not strong swimmers, people like <laughs> me, relatively fit, but terrified of the ocean, especially at night. Mm. And you just led us around with a cool head of confidence and you were diving down and having the best time ever. So here's my question, because firstly, I want to thank you for that, because honestly, that broke me through to another, another level of confidence in the ocean, because I awesome. did not grow up with the ocean and I don't get it. You do, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> but here's my question, man. What, in your mind, are the qualities that allow you to lead a bunch of misfits on a nighttime snorkeling mission that also help you to run a successful online business? Oh, it's a big question. To be honest, like, and there's so many layers to this, like, uh, if if we just relate it to that experience that we had, like, uh, yeah, I had led people on guided dives under the, not just on top of the water, under the water you know, at night and stuff like that. Um, people like, you know, four, four people max per, per guide as a dive master. Uh, but this was a different, this was a different kettle of fish. To me, it felt like there was more than just eight people. I don't know how many there was, but when we went down there, there was, there was so much water like smashing up the rocks. Um, and I had to put a lot of focus and energy and just holding like energetically holding the space for people that, were not strong swimmers like you were fit right? and you could swim like better than like a lot of the people um but just having to hold that hold that space was was important and i to answer your question there's so many layers of like how do you do that in business and how do you do that in life and i guess for me it's kind of just if you want to do something you got to do it even if it's uncomfortable and yeah, shit can go wrong. Um, and I had a disclaimer. I remember I did a bit of a brief as well before the uh, before the whole thing. And I was talking to everybody. It's like, look, if you're not confident, you can't go. That's fine. Like, you know, I, you know, it, it was. I put out a disclaimer there that was important, right? Like, I do this, but we don't. You don't have to come if you're not a strong swimmer. Stay back. Don't go. All that sort of stuff. Uh, because things can go wrong. And when they do go wrong, like there was some things that went wrong on that, that thing where people weren't strong swimmers. And I was like, all right, I'll have to swim you back, you know? And, um, you know, I had to lead the pack from behind to make sure nobody was dropping off or nobody was there. So I went out with like balls to the walls confidence. Uh, but I was pretty damn nervous, to be honest. 
And I guess we do that in business is like, we want to do something really bad, but we've got it. We've got, we don't know what's going to happen and we've just got to let what happens happens and learn from it and do the best that we can as we go through that experience, I guess, because it's, you can't predict what's how did, who knew what was going to happen in 2020, 2021, like, and what has happened to businesses and there's, you've just got to go with it. You've just got to accept it and do the best that you can. Cause business man is so hard. Like business, being a business owner is just ridiculous. Like since we've, since we've known each other, the amount of people that we have become friends with that started businesses that are not in business, it'd be like 95% of those people that are uh, not in business anymore. Cause it is so damn hard. Like, and I guess it's just understanding that also we, we want to achieve this thing, but realizing it's not going to happen in a blink of an eye. Like it has to take a lot of time and most people just aren't cut out for like going, all right, I'm just going to do, do this for however long it takes until it works. <laughs> Cause that's hard. How long is it taking for you? So I decided it started way before we met. I decided I want to change my lifestyle from being a plumber to making money online at the end of 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, so end of 2020, end of 2012 in 2013 is when I first started researching and created my own first website on how to start making money online. So what's that been? That's been seven, eight year, eight years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you've 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 been living off it for a few years now, you know. Yeah, and that's I'd, that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, it is the goal. Like, probably I haven't picked up a tool for work in like six years, I guess. Mm. Um, so through that two year period, much like yourself, we just went all out trying to do as everything that I could, and I ran around in circles. If I'm going to be honest, <laughs> not yeah. knowing what to do. It does happen. It does happen. And um, quick acknowledgement of that fantastic answer you just gave. Uh, business is very, very hard. It's really lovely to know that as someone who was very nervous and scared and kind of shitting themselves, you came holding the space of a leader. Very, very tough to do that. But we have to do it in business. I have a team now. You have a team. It's tough. But, you know, we can leave from the front or leave from the back, as you said. So, um I think, you know, on your website, it says 90% of businesses, 90% of startups fail, uh, be part of the 10%, right? Do you believe that, like, people quit because they, they don't have the goal of living off it? They have the goal of buying a Lamborghini? Yep. Short answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, people want things yesterday. And they want things for the wrong reason. Like if you're a Lamborghini can be a huge motivation for somebody, but also it's not that life-changing to go from driving a Toyota, whatever Toyota you want to a Lamborghini. It's not really that life-changing. So if your motivation is just to drive a Lamborghini, you're not going to work as hard for it. In my opinion, as you would, if your goal was to go from working an 80 hour job, it sucks the life out of you to be able to work from home with you, with your children. 
it's a very different energy that you and motivation that you have towards achieving something. And a lot of people do want the people that usually, and this is very general and um, probably a statement that I shouldn't say because I may offend some people, but a lot of people that just want a Lamborghini don't want to do the work to get it. But people that want to have a better lifestyle for their family and to work less don't necessarily need to make a whole lot of money, but they just need to get to a point where their lifestyle is better, where they have more time and they're prepared to work for 10 years to get there. Right. I did four years as a plumber and my pay went up a little bit, but my lifestyle changed. My, my lifestyle got worse. Right. So I went through all this time and my life didn't get any better. So four years, I believe if somebody was to stick at one thing for four years, that achieve amazing things. But we see these things. This is my conundrum with, and I had a question two days ago on my, all the members in my mastermind from one of them is like, how do I stop myself from being distracted? Uh, Cause that's his thing is like, he's, he's got this one business. He went from making like going negative to 20 grand, like doing 20 grand a month in revenue within like our first four months working together. And so with that, it was just me going, dude, let's take your good energy and put it into the right direction, right? Let's funnel that into the right direction. Otherwise, all this good energy is going to get expend, like it's going to get spent on things that won't get your result because we see, oh, crypto is crushing it. I'm going to go make money in crypto and I'll start a business as well. And then I'll drive Uber and I'll do all these things just so I don't have to work anymore. And you're doing 7,000 things they get you no result. If you try to catch too many rabbits, you end up catching none type thing. So that's a long-winded answer of do, do people that want a Lamborghini, they find it hard. Of course, they're going to fail. The wrong motivation. Yeah, well, sure. I, I think um, I think that's a really interesting answer. And I think there's nothing wrong with wanting a Lamborghini. They're awesome. I love a Lamborghini. But but 100%, the, the way that business and kind of entrepreneurship is represented online these days. Yeah. makes you think it's going to happen overnight. You're going to be freaking Ty Lopez or Jake Paul or whatever in, <laughs> in no time at all. Just get a camera and yell into a camera on YouTube and you'll be fine. Whereas what you said just then about working less, uh, hanging out with your kids, it's really interesting because like this is honestly the first year in like seven years where my online business, my digital marketing company, my, like, 19th iteration of online business is paying me uh, mm. well. And I'm surprised. Congrats. Thank you. It's it's a, awesome. That's a great point to get to because <laughs> I know it how is. hard it is to get there. Yeah. It is, man. But, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised at how little I actually need to pay myself to feel really cool about this. Mm-hmm. I probably pay myself like the same amount as I would working, you know, 50 hours as a chef. I'm not paying myself like a freaking stockbroker or like some kind of baller, but I'm doing it in about, you know, less than half the time. I'm doing it from home. I can rock outside and say what's up to my kids. And it is freaking amazing. That's my goal now. You know, mm. when they're off at school, maybe I'll put the, the pedal down a bit and, you know, go see what I can do. But right now, what you just said is, is super, super relevant. And uh, congrats to you for changing your lifestyle you know, after such a big hustle <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I'll take a congrats as well for that because it is, um, it's a tough one. Unfortunately and understandably so, so many people we know 
don't make it. Mm. But that shiny object syndrome you were just talking about is really funny. Mm. When it's like, how do I stop myself getting distracted? Because usually you have the entrepreneurial mindset, you see opportunities and you want to go for them, right? And uh, you've got a, you've got a funny little um, balance going on where clearly you know how to make money relatively passively online by buying online businesses and kind of, I think last time I saw you, you had like a hanging chair store and like a suit store and like something else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you could probably just as easily hang out, go surfing, eat falafels, go traveling, check your computer a couple times a day and live off that. Yeah. Yet you've taken yourself into the very volatile, difficult and emotionally stressful world, world of coaching other people to do the same. Why have you done that? <laughs> They're so good. There's a, so I, you're right. I had, and I've still got many multiple businesses, but when I bought my third business, I quit my job and I went and traveled for a year and a half and surfed around Central and South America. I came back and that's when we met and I went into, I went into coaching. And the reason I wanted a coach is because I got a lot of fulfillment out of helping people out of like I was making money I was like cool if I make money and it's working well why don't I help these people are like a lot of people on my trip were like dude you need to teach me how to do this thing right they're like what do you mean you don't work you haven't worked for a year and a half so I created a course and then I started doing one-on-one coaching from that um built a sales team <laughs> marketing team and got way too many clients I got too many clients and I got um sick I got glandular fever, which turned into Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah, it was real bad. So that was at the end of 2018. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't even know I got uh, it was that bad until I went to a natural health doctor like a year and a half later or a year later. And she's like, did you realize that you have Epstein-Barr virus? I'm like, well, what is, what is even is this? She's like, you need to like work a lot less. So I got rid of my, my sales team, marketing team and stopped stop the process of doing the one-on-one coaching because I outworked myself, right? I worked too many hours. I worked too much, had too many clients. And so I went to one-to-many model, which was way better for my lifestyle, right? I went backwards in terms of finances, uh, but over the longer period of time, now I make far more money with far less work. And I went through a period of not coaching anyone like one-on-one coaching for like two years or so. A lot of people hit me up um, like, Oh, that's, you know, can we do a coaching session or we'll pay for it? And I just had to like, I had to say no to heal basically to heal myself. And the reason the answer to your question, why do I do it is because I get so much fulfillment out of it. Now I, I can't coach no more than 20 people right? Because I don't want to work more than 20 hours a week. I coach no more than 20 people in a month. All right? So that's five hours a week, plus the rest of whatever I need to do. Uh, and that's the, like, I went that two years without that fulfillment in my life, right? People would go through my process, they'd buy a business and get a result, and I'd be super stoked for them. But because I didn't have that many touch points in, in that process of them getting results, I felt like I wasn't really contributing for myself personally. This is my own, my own thing. But now that I get to coach people, like we get those results, like just a similar one of like, I mentioned before, the guy was going backwards to 20 K. It's just like a, a small example of a client. And that's really rewarding for me. 
and to have that any exchange energy exchange between myself and somebody that's really happy with that result it keeps me in business otherwise if i didn't have that coaching i'd probably just let this business decay and then run around like a headless chook trying to work something else out (laughs) that did give me fulfillment that's great that's awesome what a perfect answer and it's a uh it is it's one of the hardest and easiest jobs in the world you know because you're just dealing with other people other people's problems become your problems Mm. when you're coaching and when you care as a coach yeah which is which is tough and it makes you a better coach but it makes your job a lot more stressful when you truly care if someone's not getting results that's the stuff that keeps me up at night more than if my business is doing well <laughs> or not uh I'm it's sure a tricky it's a tricky phase as well when you start like i remember the first clients that i got when i was coaching is i was in the survival phase of like i need to make money so i'll take on any client mm. right and we all have to go through that crap right we all have to go yeah i'll just you know i'll help you i'll take your money you probably won't get the results because you won't do the work i'll try and force it and make it happen um but it just doesn't doesn't pan out like that right like it's it's heavy it's so heavy because you both really want this thing and you're both fighting against each other um but you can only learn that in hindsight i believe um but then when you start to get to the point of like stuff that we learned in push pull energy with sales and all that sort of stuff it's a totally different energy of like look i don't know if this is going to be a right fit for us right and when you, you can't fake that energetically to the whole world, right? Um, and when you do have that solid groundedness, people can be like attracted to it. And that, that's can, what can get you more clients, more one-on-one coaching clients, but you need to get past that and out of that survival phase, which is so damn tough. This is, the, this is why 90% don't get through it. because like, it's really hard. And it's like probably the worst punishment you can, I mean, one of the worst punishments you can put yourself through. <laughs> it's so hard. It's yeah. so tough. Yeah. Very tough, man. It's very tough. But I, I think some people are attracted to it. I, I listen to a lot of military guys and mm. like, why do you do this? Why mm. do you do that job? That sounds like, that sounds like a really hard job compared to us. It's not that, you know, it's, we've got nothing. <laughs> we were in teaching yeah. the freaking living room. But yeah. they, they're addicted. People are addicted to challenge and a certain kind of um, personality. You, you thrive off that kind of thing. It's true, right? Although um, our mentor, Ryan, uh, who taught us both to do this, uh, love Ryan to bits. He had a bit of a burn the boats sort of mentality, you know, in the style of I'm going to back myself into a wall so I have no option but to succeed and then he would sit down and call all day every day and just made a million dollars in a year the kind of thing because he just thrived off insane amounts of pressure i have done my best work in business when i've had a job supporting me Mm -hmm. how about yourself when you were plumbing did you approach business in a different way to uh you know when you were out on your own uh totally um I'm a, not an advocate for that. Uh, I, I think that's toxic. Mm, um, me too. And I'm not an advocate for backing yourself into a corner. A lot of people 
I'll give you an example. A lot of people will come to me and say, Jared, I want to buy a business. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to buy a business. I'm like, cool. I'm not helping you. They say, why? I say, and they're like, well, I've got money. I'm like, cool. I don't care how much money you've got. The reality is that if you quit your job, what happens is you're not making money, which this weird thing happens to us where we kind of go, oh shit, I'm not making money. I need to make money. And we start to make decisions based on fear. And when you make decisions based off fear and when you're stressed, think about when you're really stressed and you're trying to get something done and you're trying to do it really good and you're trying to be creative, it's not going to turn out well at all. So when you make those decisions, uh, you just make your life harder and you make worse decisions, which makes your life worse. And we can see how that has played out in many other people's lives, myself included. Uh, so when I was plumbing, I didn't quit my job. I, I had two businesses whilst I was still plumbing. And I made sure that those two businesses had more than replaced my income before I left. So I didn't leave and go, oh, I'm like, I need to like freak out and do all this work that, and, and run around like a headless chook and not get the results. I think it's a, it is a different mentality to have is like some people want to burn the boats. Some people want to take the risks and go, I need to go all in. The reality is that you can have, you can go all in whilst having a job. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think about it? Like, well, you know, I burned the boats. I did it a couple of times. I've done maybe two or three times in my seven years where I've done, fuck it. I'm, I'm How did that work for you though? How did never, it was like- never well, never yeah. worked. Never Why? worked. Um, it's not my, not my energy. You know, I like yeah. being, I like being relatively relaxed. You know, I don't mind working more hours to have a good mindset. You work hard. You're a hard worker, right? Entrepreneurs are hard workers. It's not, yeah. that's not the thing. Hard work doesn't get results though. No, it doesn't. But, but the, the hard work of, for example, when my wife was pregnant mm. um, and we found out we were having twins, I was like, okay, I think with one baby I could handle like, cause I was working in restaurants. I could handle, you know, running this restaurant, um, well-paying job, mm. having a bit of stuff on the side. And that's fine. When I found out there were two of them, I was like, okay, I need to kind of figure something else out. So I, for that whole nine month period, when Ali was pregnant, I worked on digital marketing whilst um, managing a restaurant full time. So I was doing like 50 hours in a restaurant, you know, 1200 bucks a week coming into the bank every week. And then slowly went out. And then I was doing 1200 bucks a week in digital marketing, you know? So that was pretty, pretty awesome. First time ever. I was, and then I, and then I overtook it. I was doing like six, seven grand a month in digital marketing. Well, still working at this restaurant. So when the babies came along, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a month, tell my clients, give me like 30 days and I'll be back. And they did. I've gone like done three or four shifts in the restaurant since then to help out. But mm-hmm. um, my best work in business is always done when I have a cushion of comfort, yes. which makes me a healthier person, makes me a happier person, makes me a better person partner or husband or dad or brother or son or whatever Mm. when i'm not stressed and i'm not making decisions like a uh like a headless chook out of fear out of desperation 
out of throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. You can make decisions much more logically and patiently and sensibly when there's a cushion there. Yeah. And uh, that was a very big lesson to learn. It took me a few years to learn that. <laughs> oh, some it's good that you learned it. Some people never learn it, right? Mm. Like my my job is to help people make money. Yeah. Which that's what people think I actually want for them. I don't want them to just make more money. Like that should not be the goal, in my opinion. My opinion, I don't think we should optimize our life to make more money. I think we should optimize our life to have the least amount of stress. And the money, when the money, exactly, when the money comes into it, the money comes into that as a part of less stress because the money that you have does allow you to be less stressed. So mm-hmm. yeah, you need to make money, you need to get out of the survival phase. But if you're going to damage yourself to do so, you're just running around circles. Yeah. Yeah, and then very rarely does something good come out of something toxic or broken or stressful. You know, you have the stories. I think because we have the stories of the rappers and the movie stars and the sports people who came from absolutely nothing and just had to work. The Rock, you know, his whole $7 thing that he was like, I had seven bucks in my pocket and now he's the, the highest paid man in the world, you know. But he's a he's got that energy, you know. Not everyone has that energy. So so let's talk about like you know lowering your stress mm. and having that you know lifestyle where you're not just making more money, you're making money more easily with less work. Is there such a thing as 100% passive income? Does it exist? No, it Sweet. doesn't. It, it, I mean. you it can exist but if it is existing it's decaying slowly over time that time frame will change like think about it if you if you own property as a property investor um, that can be one of the most passive investments you have because the manager can own the property Uh, but you've still got to pay taxes you still need to if you run it in a trust or a company, you still need to report that to the ASICs. Uh, there's, you know, a few hours of work, maybe, you know, maybe three days of work a whole year that you'd need. That's a very passive income, um, but it's not full passive. It's semi-passive. And there's different levels of, different levels of semi-passive. Yeah, yeah. And, and so moving off that, like what do you think are, the mistakes that people make when they chase passive income as a goal. Cool. Uh, I think the mistake is that they're chasing passive income and they think that's the goal. Like we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you can have, you can have a, a business that is making it takes you most most people that buy businesses with me the businesses take them two to five hours a week to run you can buy a business an e-commerce business that takes two to five hours a week to run or you can buy a content website or a content business like a blog that takes two to five hours a week to run uh they can be both as passive but an e-commerce business generally is far more stress because you may have a customer support 
service person. You may have to manage inventory. You may have to deal with your digital marketing person. Um, and that can be far more stress, same amount of work, but far more stress than running a simple blog site. So it's a, it's a, it's an equation that everybody needs to work out for themselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think, you know, it's what we were talking about before as well. Like it's just this freaking Instagram perception of entrepreneurship. Is these days. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, here's my screenshot of the hundred grand I made last week off of my Shopify, off of my crypto, of my investments or whatever. Mm-hmm. What they're not showing you is the huge amount of capital they had to put in to get to that point. You know, to make enough money off of interest, you got to have hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars in there. Uh, e-commerce websites, they're not showing you the marketing spend. They're not showing you all that stuff. They're just showing you the results Brilliant. without the process. So passive is very, very tough. But I'm really glad to hear you say that because I think from my side, the mistake people make with passive income is that they just... Uh, they think you can just start making passive income like like quickly. They just think it comes quickly. I think with uh, with all businesses that they, they assume that it's going to happen fast. And you know the people who built these ecom websites that your clients are buying, they put a lot of hard yards into getting to that point. Because even in you know I'm a pretty good digital marketer, selling a seventeen dollar product online is not very easy. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's probably easier to sell a five grand product online than a seventeen dollar product, and so you know we're all learning these things. But um, mm. I'd love to get into some tangible advice with you now because you're a guy who could talk for a very long time about the real important stuff in business: the mm. mindset, the stress, the lack thereof, the attitude you need. Because you've been through the ringer. But um, you know. A lot of people also would love to hear your tangible advice. And one thing that's really interesting about you, Mr. Jared, is that this, if my sources are correct, is like your 18th podcast you've been on in, you know, a couple of years, that sort of thing. Uh, and that's really, really cool. A lot of coaches want to get themselves out there on more podcasts and get their business out there in this, you know, skyrocketing uh, platform. Mm. Do you have any tips for coaches who want to get themselves out there more and did you make a conscious effort to do that or did it just happen organically yeah like last year i was on uh one to two podcasts a week yeah um and that didn't just happen for me just sitting back on that couch back there like i created a system where we would reach out to people um in a particular niche or a particular space that would want me to be a guest there would see some value in me talking on their platform. Yeah. Uh, and the advice I would say to uh, are these business owners or coaches, yeah. like what yeah. sort so of niche are they in or what? The audience right now is probably like my mum and like her mates. Like no, no one's really listening to the podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> but the intended audience of the podcast, actually we had a good uptick recently. The intended audience of the podcast, coaches, consultants, service-based business owners, yeah. And they're an expert in a field. Yeah. If you're an expert in a field, the best way to get yourself out there is to build a brand. Don't like, don't think about um, just trying to make it happen um, without some sort of 
backing because, you know, if you think about the rock, you talk about the rock. If the rock came to you and said, Hey, Alex, um, I think I'd be a good guest on your podcast. What do you reckon? You're going to say yes, aren't you? Yeah, Most sure. likely if he's going to talk about digital marketing, he's going to talk about movie stuff, probably not. <laughs> but the, the, my point being is that he's got a brand. Yeah. He's got a background. He's got a name. So build a brand for yourself. And the only way to do that is to first get people results and get people such good results that uh, it gets people gets eyeballs on your content, gets eyeballs on your stuff. It gets people talking about your business. So I often ask people, how did you find out before they join my membership? Um, how did you find me? A lot of people, it's like podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, every now and then it'll be, oh, um, this person referred me or this person referred me who's already a member. Um, and when you talk about getting people results like I did here, I seeded something, right? I seeded something. I'm always seeding things. Uh, it's a part of just being an entrepreneur and a mm -hmm. salesperson is I seeded about my mastermind member. I seeded about his results. Yep. When you talk about that and it's somebody's like, oh, wow. Like I listened to this podcast about this person who did this with this person. They start to get talking and, you know, or just that episode gets shared or whatnot. And that's, that helps build your brand. Uh, so first lead with results. And the way you lead with results is like, go all in on like, not, not heaps of clients. Don't get too many clients. You'll yeah. burn out. Go all in on the ones that are getting results and get them better results can make your life easier and just repurpose that content and talk about it everywhere. <laughs> That'll help you build your brand. Yeah. Get out there. I, I think uh, it's very tough to get out there these days with the amount of people posting to actually get head and shoulders above the rest is, uh, is difficult. It's very, there is very a marketing difficult. strategy that I can walk people through um, for building a brand with content. If you want, as in you can do it now for free on the podcast. Yeah. Or you want to, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So what's your marketing strategy, Jared? So it changes as Facebook changes, YouTube changes, but basically if you've got a good podcast, like as a case study or a testimonial or something like that, a good piece of content, put money behind it, put money behind it to the right audience. And then those people that have watched that or consumed that piece of content, maybe 25, 50, 100% of it on Facebook or uh, Google, uh, YouTube, then you can remarket to them to like subscribe your page, get your free opt-in or whatever it is. But when you start pushing your best pieces of content to people with paid marketing to the right people at the right time in their journey, then they can build your brand a lot quicker. It is hard. It's almost not a free, it's not free anymore. It's, all, it's pretty much a pay to play game now in digital, in the digital world. <laughs> It is hundred percent. It is absolutely. Um, and I mean, that's my whole job, you know, is yeah, exactly. <laughs> pay to play. Although people do need to, you know, before they get to the pay to play point, they need a bit of a brand behind them before they put any serious money behind it. Cause if people are clicking from an ad that you've paid lots of money to get out there, coming back to a page where you can't offer them anything, then that's mm -hmm. a waste of money as well. So kind of got to build both at the same time and, you know, put effort into every, every area, 
it's a long journey, Jared. <laughs> but- it's a long journey, man. It's like I, I would almost lead with content and building your brand first. Yeah. And and then once you built an audience, the hardest way to start a business is to find product market fit. Right. This is why most people fail in starting a business. They don't know how to find product market fit. They give up. How you can do it is you can create a blog, you can create content, you can create a website, you can do whatever you want. You put that out there, you build an audience that are interested in that niche and then say, hey, what's your problems? What do you want? And you don't need to make something up. You don't need to make up a product. You don't need to make up a service. People are telling you exactly what they want and they'll pay for. Then go out, create that. Boom, there's your business. There's the soundbite for the episode, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> that's the one. That's what we needed. That's that's awesome, man. And it's it's um, it's very very true. And it kind of leads me into my last question for you, which I ask a lot of people who have uh, built a business online: is if you had uh, if you had five grand and wanted to start a business online, where would you spend it? First, I wouldn't spend the money. I do a lot of research. Uh, first, I'd go through my first principles. And my first principles is what's my goal? Uh, if you're going to start a business, I my, my principles and philosophy is that only start a business if you're going to work in it for 10 years or more and you're passionate about it. If your goal is to only make money online, then it's pointless starting a business because your likelihood of failing is, is going to be very, very high because you're just chasing the money. Um, so you'll probably be running around wanting to get the Lambo, all these different things. Lambos are good, of course, but you are in a different mindset. So if your only goal is to make money online, then I'd suggest going away and buying something that already has product market fit. And that's where I would spend my money. Uh, if it was something that I believed in and I loved and I was passionate about, then I'd probably go through that process that we talked about before of creating content around that niche and then asking, uh, putting some, putting, probably put the money out behind that content until I build up an audience, an email list that I own, and then ask them for feedback. Hey, what are your problems? What do you need from me? Um, and then I'd create the product and then I'd sell it. And that would be my business. Amazing. How good. I, I get so many different answers from that question. You're the mm. first person to say, firstly, I wouldn't spend it, you know, because, yeah. uh, and that goes with your whole energy that we've been through this whole podcast. Don't, you don't need to put yourself up against the ropes to, to succeed in business. You can take it a little slower, have fun, which you're a real advocate for fun, Jared. I love that about you. Thanks, man. I, 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 Fun, like why else do we live? <laughs> well, man, you know, I wish that everyone could answer that question. You know, mm. everyone, uh, everyone's got different shit and our environment gives us a lot of pressure to, uh, you know, go out and either just do the bare minimum to get by or do what we think is expected of us or try and exceed that yeah. to make someone else happy. This is the most toxic thing in your life. Jared's holding up his phone, by the way. The- yeah, sorry, guys. It's the most yeah. toxic thing in in most people's lives. I spend 15 minutes max probably on Instagram a week. Um, and I have like on my screen, I have like four apps on my phone. I just, 
my, I prescribe people to change their environment and prescribe people to turn the internet off. There's this one guy that who just, I just started working with. Uh, he's about the same age as us and he has so much good energy, so much good energy. He's a funny dude. He's lived in Australia before and he wants to buy a business <clears throat> looking at spending like in between 50 to 80 K and He's emailing me with all these different, oh, what about this thing? What about that? Or do you think I should do this on the side? And would you be able to advise me on that? And the next time we had a call, I said, you have three hours of work. Once you've done your three hours of work of the things that I've told you to do, turn off the internet and leave your house. And don't don't turn on your phone. Because what happens is when we try to fill up this space like if you're somebody that's got a lot of energy that wants to make money online or wants to crush it in business but wants to also invest and do all these other things cryptos nfts property whatever it is what happens is after you've spent your like one day of work or your 20 hours or 30 hours of work then you have all this other spare time right if you don't have kids (laughs) um then what you're going to do is you're going to try all these different things And that tires you out and you run around chasing the shiny object syndrome. And then when you come to work, based off what we're talking about before, Alex, is you're coming to work tired and less energy, maybe a bit more stress. And the work, the time that you put in when it's ready to work, it's not going to be as good, that work. So turn off that stuff and then get rested and then when you do come back, you do better work and you can do less work because it is better. And that's how you actually work less and earn more is if you just do better work. This is a guy whose company is called Buying Online Businesses, ladies and gentlemen, who has just told you to turn off the internet as much as possible. (laughs) Yep. And that's why you got a big smile on your face and you look about 10 years younger than me. And uh, you always will. You always will. The surfing. Oh, about world. that. <laughs> I might age right. pretty bad with, well, with this much time in the sun. <laughs> Stop complaining, Jared. Take the compliment, bro. You're Thanks, a beautiful man. man, and you have a wonderful life and a wonderful energy. And uh, you know, I I think that a lot of people can learn a lot from what you've given us today. Um, you know, do you use Instagram enough for me? to say, should we follow you on Instagram? Where's the best place to absorb your content? Probably like they post on Instagram. Um, but like, if you want to just test out some of my stuff, like podcast, buying online business mm-hmm. podcast or YouTube, buying online businesses um, on YouTube, we'll just type my name in wherever you want. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it more. I'm going to spend more of my free time watching Jared. Because uh, it's the place to be. It's the place to be. Dude, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been a real, real pleasure catching up. And uh, we'll do it another time in a less professional capacity. Yes, I look forward to that. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Dude, my pleasure. And for everyone who's out there listening or watching, thank you so much. I'm taking a week off next week on Jared's advice. So I can't wait, but this will be up and then you know how it all works. So I'll see you when I see you. I'll be back with another episode of Coaches to the Moon very, very soon. I always like to give my guests one more thank you. Jared, thank you again. And uh, I will see you all, hear you all, listen to you all, speak to you all next week. Thank you so much. Much love and peace out. 
Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.